Do you know that giving is a weapon? Weapon in the realm of the spirit? Today we are going to be looking at how giving can be a weapon in the realm of the spirit. This is Godly Cancer with Miri Egbude. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you are hearing this podcast for the first time, God bless you for tuning in. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Please don't forget to share this podcast with your family and your friends. Today, our topic is very special. We are going to look at giving, how it's a weapon in the room of the Spirit. Do you give things to people? Do you know how to give? Or you are the type that doesn't like giving things to people? Or you don't just see yourself giving out things? Today I'm going to be sharing a short story with us about a man who, who got saved because he gave, he gave things to people. There's this, there's this farmer in a particular village that has a very big farm. So one morning he was going to his farm and there's this prophet in that village. And before you go, the, man, the farmer gets to his farm, he has to pass through the house of the prophet. So while he was passing that particular day, the prophet saw him afar off and saw in the room of the spirit that there's danger ahead of that man. That that man was meant to die that day and there was nothing they could do to avert that death. So when the man passed, the prophet called his, his boys and told them, that this man, he will not pass here again today because he's going to die in his farm. So later that day, the farmer went to the farm, was doing his normal duties in the farm that day. When he got hungry, he had to buy bread and akara. And while he was eating, he saw some little children, children looking at him, very hungry looking children, and they were looking at him. He had no choice than to hand over that food to the children. So when he finished his work for that day, he, he, he tidied up everything and decided to go back home. So when he was passing the house, in front of the house of the prophet, the prophet boys saw him and they ran to go and call the prophet. And they said, but you told us this man will die today. How come he's still alive and he's still going, he's going home? The prophet said, no, it cannot be that. What he saw, the man was meant to die that day. So he sent his boys to go and call the man. So when he, they called the man, the man came. And the prophet was asking him, did he do any good deed for somebody today? The man was taught about it and said, no, I, don't, I didn't do any good deed for anybody. I hope there is no issue. The prophet said, no, think very well. There must be something you did, a good deed. The man said, okay, I remember I was eating and the children, I gave my food to the, some hungry looking children that were staring at me. The prophet said, okay, no wonder, because you were not meant to go back home today. And there's nothing that would have been done to avert that death. You were meant to die today. So the prophet now told the man, he said, let's go back to the farm. They went back to the man's farm. As they were looking around the farm, they saw a very big snake behind a very large stone on the, farm, on the farmer's uh, farm. And while they saw that snake, the snake was eating bread and akara. The farmer did not give bread and akara to the snake. The farmer gave that bread and akara to the children. So how come the snake was eating bread and akara? That sounds mysterious. I don't know about that. But all I know is that that, that man's good deed was what saved him that day. And because of that good deed, his life was not taken away from him. Do you know that some of the things we are enjoying today is because of the good deeds of our parents? 
I know some old people in the village, if you buy things for them, they share it around their neighbors, they give it to people around. Sometimes they even deny themselves of those things just to make sure they give it out to people. In the realm of the spirit, giving is a weapon. Some of the things we are enjoying today because of what our parents have done. I remember when my father was still alive. When I buy him provision and toiletries, my father would basically share it around the whole villagers. I would be angry and I would be telling him, you will not use any for yourself. You will give every, everything out to people. But little did I know that those things my father was giving at them is part of what is keeping me now. Sometimes we use these good deeds to buy our life back. Sometimes because of these good deeds, the devil cannot reach us. He cannot harm us and our children. So if you are not a giver, please pray that God should give you the spirit of giving. Ask God for it. It is, it's a spirit. When you have it, you want to give things to people. Irrespective of whether you have little or much. It's not about the quantity of what you have. Because if you, the truth is, if you don't give little things out, even if you have much, you cannot give out. You have to have that character. You need to have that, that spirit to be able to give things without looking back. David said, I will not give to God what will not cost me nothing. At this time in our nation, Nigeria, we see a lot of things happening around us. So many families are hungry. So many of them are starving. You know, it doesn't have to be something very big. Even if it's a cup of gari or a cup of rice, it will be enough for a family. Do something to somebody. Help a neighbor. Help someone. Share that little that you have with somebody. You don't ever know what you are sharing. You never know what the life you are saving. You never know what that thank you, God bless you, will do for you and your family. I encourage you today to be a giver. And as you give, God will bless you. God will increase you. And in the kingdom of God, when we give, we don't, we don't, we don't reduce. When we give, we don't become poor. We give to become rich in God's kingdom. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together shall men give unto your bosom. As you give, you increase. In God's kingdom, as you give, you increase. It's in the worldly kingdom, when you give, you decrease. But in godly kingdom, when you give, you increase. And as you give out to someone today, you will increase in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. My name is Mary Egude, and this is Godly Counsel with Mary Egude. If you have not, if you have not listened to my other podcast, please try and do so. There are so many inspirational messages you get from there. I deal with everyday life issues, issues that have to do with human life. Please share this podcast with a friend, with a family. You never know who you are saving. And please, as much as you can, be of help to somebody. And when we say give, it doesn't always have to be money. Sometimes it might be words of encouragement. Sometimes it might be a visit, you pay a visit to somebody. Sometimes it might be a neighbor that needs help with an issue or something, to carry something or to even bait a baby, a newborn baby. You never know anything that you can afford to give. Don't say you don't have. There must be something you have that you can give to somebody. And as you give, God will replenish your purse. You will not lack. As you give, you will increase in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much again. This is Mary Egbude with Godly Counsel. What have you been believing God for? You have prayed about this issue. You have done all. You have fasted. Yet, you have not gotten any results. God is just silent concerning this particular issue. Every year you continue the prayer and it's like nothing is happening. I want to encourage you today that this life is not really about us, it's about God. When you are asking God for a particular issue or you are praying for a particular thing for a long time and it's not coming to pass, 
I think you should begin to ask God what his will concerning that issue really is. Because sometimes God keeps quiet. But in actual sense, he's talking. Maybe he's telling you that that is not his will for your life. Maybe he's telling you that is not what you need right now. Maybe he's telling you I have a better plan. But yet, you insist and you're adamant asking for that particular thing. For years and the thing is not happening. You should change your prayer point. Go back to God and ask him, Father, let your will be done concerning this issue. If you know this is not your will concerning me, then I, I ask that you give me a better option. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. My name is Mary Egbude and this is Godly Counsel with Mary Egbude. If you are my regular listener, God bless you. Thank you so much for encouraging me. Thank you for all the messages you have listened to. God bless you. Please don't forget to share it with your friends and your family. And if I just if you just stumbled on this podcast for the very first time or somebody shared it to you, please I encourage you to listen to this podcast and go on my channel to listen to the many podcasts I have there. So many of them that will bless you. Thank you so much. I don't forget to share it so that other people can benefit from these teachings. So today I'm going to be looking at God's perfect will. You know, God has a perfect will and has a permissive will. Sometimes we might be asking God for something and that is not what God actually wants for us. And if we remain adamant and continue asking and asking and disturbing God, you will see him sometimes allow us to have our way. But allowing us to have our way does not mean that he's in total support of what we are doing. But by the time we do that, we might see some improvement. We might see some progress. After a while, we start seeing the consequences or start seeing the tragedy in that particular decision that we have made. Let me give you an example. Maybe somebody is believing God for a life partner. You have been believing God for a wife or a husband and you have been praying. You saw a particular guy that you like and you have been praying that asking God to make to give consent concerning that relationship and God is not saying anything and you have been praying and praying and you are not hearing anything and you decided to go ahead with that marriage or to go ahead with that relationship. Initially, you might be having the, the, the uh, thinking that the man, this relationship is working thinking that everything is working out for your good, but at the long run, you realize that if God actually did not give his perfect will, perfect consent, that, that relationship would, at one point, cause pain or bring havoc. And that's the more reason why we should wait and we should ask God for his perfect will. There is nothing like the perfect will of God. The truth is it might take time, it might not be what you like. It might not come in the form or the shape you will like it. But if it's God's perfect will, I encourage you to go ahead and to do that thing. Because maybe said to Jesus' disciples, say, whatsoever he said you should do, you just do it. You might, that might not be the person you had in mind. That might not be the lady. But God is telling you, go ahead with this particular one. God has seen the end from the very beginning. God has knows the God has is the first and the last. He knows what will happen 20 years time. He knows what will happen in 30 years time and he's telling you to go ahead with that relationship. I encourage you to do what God is saying. I encourage you to allow the perfect will of God be done in your life. Even Jesus that was God's son when he came on earth, he did not fulfill he did not fulfill his own wishes. He said, Father, let your will be done. It was the will of God that he carried out, the mandate of God that he carried out. God already has a plan for us. He has a mandate for us. Let us pray that God will walk into his will and, and, and do his perfect will. If you are in God's will, God has the responsibility of seeing you through the trials, the temptations, and the struggles. But if you are out of God's will, if you are doing your own thing, God does not owe you that responsibility. Whatever comes your way, you have to endure. You have to, you said my grace is sufficient for you. 
you have to walk with his grace but when is god's permissive will or perfect when is god's perfect will you will see him in action making every crooked path straight for you exalting every valley and making plain every mountain i encourage you today to go on your knees go to a, have a quiet time with god and ask him that his perfect will concerning this decision that you want to make sure should come to pass his perfect will that you will not settle for his permissive will you want his perfect will to be done in your life and if you ask such prayer of god he will definitely answer god does not reject or ignore such prayers just tell him that his perfect will you want his perfect will and as you say that be patient because he might not you might not hear the answer immediately but be patient god will definitely direct you into his perfect will Thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. God bless you. This is Godly Cancel with Miriam And today we talked about God's perfect will and his permissive will. But I, I encourage you to settle for God's perfect will. Don't settle for his permissive will. Because at the, at the end of his permissive will, you might not really like the outcome. But his perfect will is always perfect. Thank you very much. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family and your friends. I will see you in my next podcast. I realize these days that parenting is becoming more difficult in this 21st century. So many demonic ideologies and beliefs are flooded the internet. And our children are exposed to all these ideologies and demonic beliefs every day. My name is Miri Budi and this is Godly Cancer with Miri Budi. Thank you very much. Please, I'll ask you to subscribe to this channel and also share this this uh, audio with your family and your friends. I have this burden in my heart to share something with parents this morning. And what I'm about to share with you, if you are a parent or yet to become a parent, please listen attentively. There are so many things happening around us these days that even correction cannot correct. Let me put it that way. We need to put on our cap of intercession. We need to pray more for our children. The Bible said, The gift of God makes us rich. It does not come with any sorrow. Our children will not add any sorrow to our lives in the name of Jesus. I came across a video, a viral video online this week, and I saw a lady. She should be in her 20s and above and she was seriously crying and complaining that uh, she's traumatized that uh, her parents have her parents when she was growing up her parents made her to take care of her siblings she was virtually a mother to her siblings instead of being a sister and they they, they gave her a lot of her chores to do that they treated her like a maid and and she went on and on and on and on and right now she cannot she cannot behave normally she cannot think normally she's traumatized she's not a in the, the past is haunting her and she started saying and i was so stunned by that video i was so pained i was so i felt so so emotional and i felt so so i don't know the word to use now so bad for parents why because these are things we grew up with as normal lifestyles, as normal lifestyles, taking care of our siblings, looking after them. What those things did to us was 
to make us good parents, know how to take care of our children. He gave us a bonding with our siblings. This issue of sibling rivalry did not come up during our time because we had, we were, we, we, our parents made us the senior ones to look after our junior ones. So these are our junior ones. We took them as our responsibility. Even when our parents were not there, we stood our ground that no harm or no evil will come to our junior ones. And when I went back to the Bible to go and check, I realized that when Cain killed Abel, God called Cain and asked him, where is your brother? Where is your brother? And Cain gave that demonic answer that, am I my brother's keeper? That is the doctrine the devil is bringing into the lives of our children in this generation. They don't want to take care of their siblings. They don't see their siblings as part of them. They see that their siblings, whether the junior or that, it's not their responsibility, it's the responsibility of their parents. There is another demonic ideology that my father and my mother, I don't owe them any responsibility. I don't owe them anything. They are meant to take care of me. I'm not meant to take care of them. That's why you see, even when parents are getting old these days, the children of the generation don't care about parents, whether their parents are aging or not. Very, very few. And it's not as if most parents don't teach these things. The internet, the demonic ideologies out there overshadow what parents have been teaching, overshadow what parents have taught their children. They go on the li- online and pick those demonic ideologies because they feel it suits them better. That's why you see in the Western world, you see children throwing their parents into old people's home. In Africa, we don't believe in old people's home. We don't do old people's home. In Africa, we believe that when our parents are getting old, we take care of them. And I also want to believe that is the biblical idea. Because in the Bible, I didn't see any old people's home there. I'm not against anybody putting their parents in old people's home. But please, this, this, this talk, this, this, this uh, podcast is going to go around the world. You might not agree with my ideas you may not agree with my opinions but i go whatever i want to do or whatever i do i refer back to the bible because that is my manual and that is my manuscript that is what gives me direction and i realize that even in those days aged people were taken care of by their children there are several examples in the bible if you remember isaac was the one that told his his servant to go and so abraham was the one that told his servant to go and look for a wife for Isaac. Isaac was there. If you look at the Bible, Isaac was there. The parents were living, they were living together with the parents, even though they were old. They didn't drive their parents out of the house. They didn't abandon them. Irrespective, I'm not trying to say that we, we people, children should walk and take care of their parents. No. If your parents is buoyant and they have enough, no matter how much they even have, as, as their child, you owe them a responsibility to take care of them as they age, to watch, watch out for them as they age. If you cannot be there with them, you can pay a help to do that job for them. Especially in this part of the world, in Africa, where I'm speaking this from, we don't have old people's home. Even if we have, we are just beginning to buy into that idea. It is not part of our culture. You go to villages these days, you see old people lingering away and their children have so much money in the city lavishing and spending on other people and they don't care about their parents 
And I even saw a post. Somebody posted something online. I was saying that taking care of parents is a scam. And you writing that stuff on the internet, forgetting that one day you will be a parent also. Because there are so many ideas I'm beginning to see these days that baffles me and gives me a sense of worry. And I realize that these things are not just from ordinary people. Devil, the devil is using human beings to come and say these things on the net in order to destroy our children's mind. Then the another thing I realized, our children these days begin, just believe that enjoyment is, is the main thing. I don't need to work. I don't need to, 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 to I don't, they don't believe in hard work. They believe they can just, money should just come and let them enjoy. Enjoyment is very, very good. But the truth of the matter is, there is no life out there that just brings enjoyment. You have to work. So, some of the ideas is that they believe that when I'm working, the money is meant for me, myself, and I. I don't need to give to my siblings. I don't need to give to my parents. Even if your parents are millionaires and they are very, very wealthy, as their child, you hold them a responsibility to give them something from what you earn. Some of them might not need that thing. But that giving it out is a form of respect. And that's what the Bible said, honor your father and your mother so that your days might be long. And by that, giving them that token or whatever you are giving, gift you are giving them, is a, is, is, is a honor to them. And they don't even have to pray for you before the blessings of parenting follows you. As you are honoring them, you are honoring God. God is the owner of the whole universe. The Bible said the cattle upon the thousand hills belongs to God. And even at that, God still tells us to give him an offering. Do you think God needs our offering to eat? Of course not. But giving him an offering shows that we are responsible children and that we love him. And this token we are giving to him is for us we're able to receive honor. And that token we are giving to him brings makes make it make gives us that responsibility that is our father and we're in a relationship we have a relationship with him so please if you are, if you your parents are anywhere in the world and you are hearing this and you have neglected them for a long time or you have not you have not been attending to them or talking to them i ask you to retrace your steps some of us are struggling because of this particular issue I'm talking about now. Your business might not be doing well. You might not be getting all the jobs you think you want to get. You might not be climbing to the heights you want to get to. Because you have neglected your parents. Or because you have left them. You, have, you believe that you don't owe them anything. Or you feel that they, 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 they maltreated you when you were young. You are now traumatized. I don't know whether I would come. I don't know what, what traumatized has to do with taking care of siblings. Or taking care of your parents. These are just demonic doctrines, just like the example of these days you see female, female uh, ladies, young adults, we almost going on the street naked. These are part of the doctrines the enemy is introducing into the system in order to corrupt the lives of our children. That's why I said, parents, please, if you are here, it's a wake-up call for all parents. Your intercession must increase. Put on your cap of intercession. Wake up in the night and pray for your children. Don't let the enemy steal these ones away from our hands. The Bible said that, that the children that God has given us, that they are for signs and they are for wonders. These ones will be for signs and for wonders. Always declare that they will love righteousness and hate iniquity. So many parents these now are in trouble. They are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are regretting. So many parents now are 
are hurting because they've invested so much in their children all their lives they deny themselves of so many pleasures so that these children can have good life and at the end of the day these children do not see them as anything they don't honor them they don't help them they don't they don't they don't they don't give give things to them they don't see see it as a responsibility to take care of them i remember during my own time in those days my parents my fa- I had a single parent because my mom, my mom left my dad when I was very young. My father would spend my salary before I collect it. He would have bought things on credit. He would not be telling me at the end of the month, at that salary, don't spend it though. I've already bought things from so-so and so I need to pay. Even though as, as, as my age at that time, I didn't like it, but I could not refuse. These days, you will see a child, a, a child of yours walking, living under your roof. That child still believes that he owes you nothing. That child will not even buy a piece of bread and say, ah, this is for my parents. Every morning you see them changing clothes, changing eyelashes, changing wigs. They will not remember their parents and say, I need to do this for my mom or my dad. This is what the enemy is spreading around and it's not of God. It is ungodly. In every, in every ramification, it's ungodly. I don't know what you believe, but personally to me, this is ungodly and it's uncalled for. Because the circle keeps on increasing. That person that is doing that will one day be a parent. And you see his or her child doing that same thing to that person. And it is not. We have to break it, that yoke. We have to destroy those beliefs. We have to destroy those ideologies. And parents, I advise you, don't overburden your children with your needs. Don't overburden your children with your needs. Let me balance this message so that those children will not go out there and do what they are not supposed to do. But at the same time, please share this message with adult children, wherever they are, even little children, that your parents, you owe them responsibility. If they don't have any more and you have, you owe them that responsibility of taking care of them and making sure you meet their needs. It is a godly principle. It is not ungodly. I'm still going to visit this this talk in another audio because this audio is getting very long right now thank you so much for listening my name again is Mary and this is godly counsel please don't forget to share this audio with your friends and please subscribe to my youtube channel godly counsel with Mary thank you so much god bless you